0: to another episode of Tales in Suburbia. I'm Ashley. I'm Melinda. And we're going to be discussing Enneagrams today. Melinda and I, I, I had done mine, I don't know, two years ago or something, but uh, pretty sure it hasn't changed. So if you don't know what an Enneagram test is, it is a personality test. Uh, I would say probably similar to Myers-Briggs. It's just that there's less types. I think Myers-Briggs has a lot of types. Uh, I want to say like 16. Am I wrong? I don't know. There's a lot. I there's a lot. Yeah. Okay. I just pulled it up.
1: Let me see how many areas there are. Like examples?
0: Yeah, oh, like you mean different INFG, types of tests? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, no, there's no, no,
1: like no. a thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so, you meant like
0: the areas of which you get scored in. No, no, no. Okay. So, but in, in the Enneagram world, there's only uh nine types. Okay. So, I don't even have my tests from when I took it, but I remember what I was. So I don't know necessarily what I, I think I was, I think I do remember my second highest one, but, um, so these are the types there's the reformer, the helper, the achiever, the individualist, the investigator, the loyalist, the enthusiast, the challenger, and the peacemaker. Now, I don't know what Melinda got. She doesn't know what I got. But I'd like her to venture a guess what I got. The Peacemaker.
1: <clears throat> no. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the Reformer. No. Really? I got the Challenger. You got the Challenger? Wait, yes. Well, I guess that makes
0: sense. I think. But I was
1: kind of thinking, like, because you're an uh, older sibling, yeah. that you yeah. would get the Peacemaker.
0: No, I think because I was that one, now that I'm an adult, I challenge everything. And I've always kind of challenged authority, just not as direct. But like, I will tell you, like, when a boss leaves a room, oh, you'll hear my opinion about it. (laughs) you <laughs> don't directly challenge it's like an indirect challenge so <laughs> and then my- oh,
1: the <laughs> oh, no, oh I fucking can't stand this guy I have he's back. I
0: have directly challenged a supervisor before of course mm-hmm. like I, I have called out way way upper management in meetings for like no that's an inaccurate statement I don't think that that's true And then they've had to like, feel embarrassed, go look into it and then come back with like, yeah, Ashley was right. So I'm not going to sit here and allow you because of your position to propagate lies. Okay. Don't you dare propagate lies against me. Um, you know, the disinformation train has to stop somewhere. And if it's something I'm aware of, that I fully have researched and, or have my degree in. Yeah. I'm going to say something.
1: Yeah. I've openly challenged like my, like when I was working at my last position before I went into private practice. Mm -hmm. Oh, me and my supervisor, it was bad. It was bad. There was many a staff meetings that ended in me and this supervisor Basically, butting heads going maybe almost insult to insult to each other. Mm-hmm. Are, you um, was, Are you saying you're also I'm a challenger? Are you saying you're also challenger? I'm not going to give it away. You're going to have to guess. What? Okay. Um, <laughs> Just anyways, did, but okay. Uh, I guess Sorry. like three times, but you know, he <laughs> may have said I had a Muppet voice one day in a mm-hmm. meeting because I was making side mark, remarks because okay. he st- always sat next to me and so then we kind of like had a blow up moment in that but it was so weird because I always challenged him I always spoke my mind and then when I left that position he's like I'm gonna miss you he sent me a text later I'm gonna miss you if you ever need anything you let me know Absolutely if you not. ever need a reference and I'm like I won't need it I pretty sure I fucking hate you yeah. <laughs> and, like, I must have, must have misconstrued how you perceived this relationship. But I think I was triggered. He was just a Hispanic male.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I think I got triggered a lot. Okay. There was a lot of, like, machismo. And I think he had, like, a lot of ADHD qualities that he would mm-hmm. just, like, bounce from topics to topics. And
0: I don't know. It was, like, a lot going on with that
1: person. But, yeah, I definitely challenged a lot in that and in
0: other positions. Okay. So I found my, I found my screenshot of the last time I took this. Okay. So I was correct. Eight was the biggest of the wheel. Yeah. Um, And then I think tied for second Mm. was the approver. Okay. So um, I'm not saying what these are, but let me read through type one. So type one is the approver. Some might also call type one a perfectionist. Mm Mm-hmm. This type is ethical, meticulous, and detail-oriented. Their way of seeing the world is that they see what's wrong and they think it's their responsibility to fix it.
1: Mm-hmm. They could
0: That could be any injustice and could be a picture that's hanging crooked on a wall. They're morally heroic people and they're motivated by a need to perfect themselves, others in the world, and to avoid fault and blame. I don't apologize for anything. So no. That's for sure. I am normally right. We've discussed this. Yeah. Both, um, why is this you are you the approver
1: yeah i've got number one that's what they called it the challenge not the challenger they called it the reformer
0: in oh, mine really because the reformer something else on here
1: we'll see this is what i'm seeing we probably took different tests look at hi melinda you are type one the reformer
0: hold on let me find a reformer
1: unless yours is labeled different i it says oh, mine no is type one reformer
0: I think they just called it the approver on here, but there's no other reformer. You're right though. It's, it is, it is like reformer. Yeah. So I don't know why they called it the approver, this article. I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> but yes, I would that say that that makes sense because the topics that we discussed were kind of both on the same side of,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we're pretty passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And we refuse to see the other side as anything but ludicrous, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I mean, I don't come
1: at, don't come at me with your, with anything less than accurate information because I will fight you tooth and nail because I feel like I, and this is my flaw. I feel like I am superior in what needs to be done or like what is right and what is wrong. So if I believe you are wrong and you can't like factually check me that I am wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. then
1: it will just be like this impasse I will never get through right
0: yeah if you are standing on a foundation of of, lies. Ina- of inaccuracies <laughs> of fallacies that's just gonna crumble
1: it is and um but if you can prove me wrong mm-hmm. I'll accept it but I won't like really acknowledge it for
0: very long. <laughs> <clears throat> my other second biggest was uh the loyalists so the mm-hmm. reformer and the loyalist were my top i don't so know what
1: five is because that's what i got.
0: five is the investigator
1: so five is mine and then eight whatever the challenger. challenger yeah those are my big ones
0: so top fives are independent analytical detached and private I, that was my next guess actually was the investigator for you mm-hmm. um they're motivated because you know what's so interesting why i like enneagrams i feel like there's links to astrology in terms Uh of the the descriptors of your your main signs are very closely linked to certain descriptors in enneagrams Uh so anyway okay they like to be with people who are experts in their field Mm -hmm. fives also try to avoid feelings of inadequacy and ineptitude and they work Uh out most things in their head Mm-hmm. Fives have a specific amount of energy every day and each time they encounter someone a bit of it decreases. <laughs> <laughs> they don't yeah. like the insecurity of being in the world and running out of energy. So we see them sometimes as distant and loose when they're really connected. They're the only number that is capable of true neutrality. That
1: makes a lot of sense. Wow. What, I do in what life. a
0: statement. Right. True neutrality. Um so my other one the the loyalist as the name suggests type sixes are committed practical and witty now i don't mean to toot my own horn but i have been called witty a lot in my life (laughs) i have i have co-workers like i can't think as quick as you no you get the
1: zingas in you get the zingas that's a trauma response
0: just (laughs) just so (laughs) you're aware you gotta Maybe we should have called our podcast <laughs> You gotta give before you get. you know what I mean? like i gotta mm-hmm. I gotta be on the defense, so being yeah. helps with that, yeah, so they are the people who make up the fabric that hold together all the relationships and organizations that we're a part of. Um they stay even if things get testy unless it involves their integrity. yeah,
1: I, I agree with that for you,
0: yeah. Uh-huh. I feel
1: like a lot of mine are in, but this makes sense because I'm a fix. Am I a fix? I know I'm a cardinal sign. I don't know what it is, but things make sense because I am very. I can see people's points of view, uh-huh. and I do give leeway. But in my mind, I'm very.
0: Your your in my are, thoughts,
1: and my beliefs, yes. and what I believe yes. to be truth, and not you're
0: not going to be truth. easily swayed by outside not. influences. Not. However you can be empathetic to a 100%. person's plight like and if kind you're, of try to get it.
1: Yeah. Like if you're explaining to me a problem, I can take all emotionality out of it. Most of the time, it depends how closely I am linked to you in my right. personal life and how I view you in my personal life. Like so, if my, if my siblings were to tell me something or you were to tell me something, for example, mm-hmm. I would have emotional stake in it.
0: Yeah, right? right. So uh,
1: my reaction will be more heavily charged, but like right. with other people that I encounter, like coworkers or clients or other things going people on. People at the life, supermarket. Yeah. Neutral. I have no opinion either way. I can go listen either way. I can give you both sides of everything.
0: Right. Yes.
1: So that's kind of where I see that going. But if it's internally what's functioning in my head, I am right, you were wrong. Right.
0: At the end of the day, I know where I stand. I know where I stand. If you don't stand there, there. I'll make you feel heard.
1: Because I'm I'm listening,
0: but I'm not going to be pulled. No. No. Um, so the end of this part about sixes says many sixes are teachers. In fact, a lot of sixes do things that just need to be done behind the scenes that other people don't want to do. That makes sense. Which, yeah. I don't like it, but someone's got to do it. Okay, mm-hmm. and they tend to be worst-case scenario thinkers, and they're motivated by fear and the need for security, safety, and support. Yeah, I could actually feel shit. like
1: that's like a lot of people, though. Who's mm-hmm. not motivated by security needs and support? Well, I depending think, on what you consider those things, right?
0: But most people or some people aren't worst-case scenario, right? Like. Oh my God, I have to do everything at the, right at this job, or else I'm gonna lose my job and then I'm gonna end up homeless oh, okay, and then yeah, I'm gonna end yeah. up on the street a drug addict. Like there are people who <laughs> she just pointed She just pointed to herself. You can't see her. I mean, I, I don't I don't think in those dramatic of terms, but I've trained myself to like when some something happens in my life that is not ideal. My brain goes to survival first. And then it kind of goes to, no, that's an irrational thought. That's not going to happen. Let's think about what's actually going to happen. And then I can reel it in.
1: Well, you process good though, because like, you know, anxiety, catastrophizing, those are all just perceived fears. So if you're able to rationalize and talk yourself through and acknowledge what you're experiencing, that's basically how you teach someone to deal with anxiety. Right. Yeah. So you have the parts, yeah. It just might happen too frequently. I think
0: I think COVID caused, and I'm sure it's. I guarantee it's not just me. Caused me to sway or sw- whoop, swing back. <laughs> it caused me to swing back into some of those bad habits because when all you're seeing on the news is literally life or death things, yeah. Or violent things, or aggressive things, or just—I,
1: yeah—a I lot of
0: discourse. Saying. Right then, mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. brain goes very much into like, oh my gosh, this is not good. This is a really bad place to be in. Mm-hmm. This is the bad place. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: Girl, I've been saying we in the bad place for about. I feel like. COVID on my end I just dug even more deeper into not giving a shit Mm. where I'm like these are my boundaries this is who I am and I'm not dealing with anything anymore yeah like if I don't want to do this job I will fucking quit a job if I don't want to have relationships with people I will not have relationships with those people like I it made me like dig into boundaries and I think it's because it was just like me and my husband and our little Nest with our little newborn baby, essentially. Yeah. And like looking, like you said, at the world and everything that was going on at the time, it just was like just pure craziness, and it made me like reevaluate who I was as a person and kind of dig in on good or bad qualities. I'm not saying either or, or mm-hmm. um, you know. But yeah. I feel like that's what COVID did to me. I feel like it kind of went either way, either like increased people's like self-discovery or it gave them more like mental health
0: issues yeah
1: like they went deep into them yeah yeah
0: depending on where you like fell on either side i i don't know i mean you could say that for any any end of the spectrum right like people with their boundaries or whatever or like there, it was like we were forced to choose sides on certain things well so what i'm saying
1: it's just like you had to make decisions during that time yeah whatever they were and you had to be firm in it and if you weren't firm in it then you kind of just were just going along and that's fine because that's that's who you are that's who you are but
0: right.
1: it really made people reevaluate a lot of things
0: like i remember going back to work and I literally said to a coworker, cause she was discussing it with someone else. And I walked into the room and she has small kids. And yeah. I was like, this is insane that we're here. Yeah. I I don't know how we can just, this is it. This is like, we're just going to keep going. Yeah. Back to, well, back to business as usual. That's literally the language that was used business as usual. So it's like,
1: yeah, I don't it was understand, but I guess I was in a
0: different position because I worked
1: on site like yeah, the whole time during COVID. True. Like I was in the office the whole time, like masked and uh my um oh my gosh, N90 a 95 whatever those the ones they wanted you to have. N95s, yeah. N95s. I wore those like every day at work. I was at COVID testing sites. I was at COVID vaccine sites. I was doing yeah. a lot of like that. Um it was a lot. I was like all over Southern California during that time. I was burnt out. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of mental health crises going on, obviously, because of a lot of isolation, depression, anxiety, money, like money just finances. finances, people lost jobs.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so that's where I was during that time. Um, so I didn't get, a chance to see that side of it because i was in it i never left it yeah um my husband though being a teacher that gave me anxiety when he went back yeah because i didn't understand the rules at like all because we were having outbreaks in like the office all the time i'm wearing n 95s i'm going to all these clinics i'm doing all of these things and i'm like but y'all are going to open up the classrooms back. Like I didn't under, yeah. Because what I was seeing was completely different yeah than what, like he was seeing that gave me anxiousness. He got anxious, you know, but like, if you look at like our family, some family members, they were like, you got to open the schools. You got to do this. You got to just blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, I don't know what bubble anybody is living in. (laughs) But you currently work from home, so it's not affecting you.
0: Right.
1: And you continue to work from home for like the next couple of years. So, you know what I mean? It was definitely big differences you saw during that time.
0: There was just so many, um, there's a lot of change in such a short amount of time. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The whiplash it was like for rip, people. Yes. Yeah. It, it was, was like, okay. And then, you know, it was like day to day, week to week. Like, what's happening now? What's happening? There's so many questions, so many what ifs, so many unanswered things going on. The rules were just crazy. Like, we had, we went, you had to have
1: your N95. Or then you had to wear a mask. Okay, then you didn't have to mask if you were at your cubicle, but you were still in a bunch of office, an enclosed office, uh-huh. with breathing circulated air. Right. But then you couldn't have a gathering of more than four people, but then you would go and do these other things. But then if you sat this far apart, you could be there mm-hmm. without masks, but it wasn't safe mm-hmm. to go to the clients' homes because it was a mobile unit. So I would go right. to people's houses uh-huh. um, as well as being like in the community.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, or being with homeless people and getting them to places so they could get uh mental health help or they could get shelter I was doing a lot of that Mm -hmm. it was hot during the summer anyways but um (laughs) not like ever the rules just changing and being around like all of those things was crazy even if you were like in it
0: and you never left yeah yeah like I mean my husband was obviously he couldn't work from home. He was going into facilities and yeah. in people's homes and mm-hmm. who were COVID positive. We, you know, and a lot of them were, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, that was a whole thing that he, I knew he, you know, you go to a supermarket in a mask, there's a possibility, but you're able to keep your distance, get what you need to get and like leave. Uh, You know, knowing that you're going into a home, especially with the knowledge that we had, which wasn't Mm -hmm. as fast or like pre-vaccinations or anything, like all Mm -hmm. of that unknown, I was so worried for him and worried that things would get brought brought back to the house and there's not a lot of room to isolate in my house. Like we're on top of each other most of the time, so... I still yeah. think
1: everything surrounded during that time is every, we still think we still don't know anything about anything about <laughs> this
0: situation. <Yeah. laughs> Anyways, continue. Yeah. No, it was a, it was a time. Okay. So because you have our high with chal- the challenger type eight, and that's my number one, um, I'll read it when it says for that. So it says commanding intense and confrontational are always to describe type eights. Mm-hmm. they're leaders who are also notoriously blunt and can be intimidating what are two things that people tell me yeah
1: um
0: they're really motivated by a need to assert strength and power over the environment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. trauma response <laughs> <laughs> but it's all to hide their vulnerable feelings from others and themselves shocking um society doesn't value female eights this is like quoted from this whoever this is whoever did this Uh, information i don't know if it's a doctor or psychologist whatever. but their their name is s-t-a-b-i-l-e Stuff stable at stable no idea stable explains that society doesn't value female aids the way male aids are valued even in this day and age they have the same leadership gifts and they use them but they do it with the reality of people not understanding them or their motivation as they move through life. Also known as you're a bitch. That's basically what that Shut is. Shut up. We don't want to hear your opinions.
1: Yeah. Here comes
0: this bitch over here trying to get this. <laughs> She's <laughs> That's bossy. That bossy. She's bossy, not the boss. So hush it up, lady. <laughs> <laughs> bossy. She, this little girl's bossy in my class. And, that's you know?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's what i'm saying like i don't know how you didn't know the challenger but um i think because melinda knows like i'm pretty neutral when it comes to public things i'm very polite i don't, I don't... know for some reason i
1: felt like maybe you were like because you see things from what it was when you were only child i was like maybe she got like high on peacemaker yeah because it felt like it could fit. Fe- i know like challenger is just like to me i felt like that would be the automatic default. And I wanted to feel like there was another answer. <laughs> well, and I look at it like I was wrong. the system.
0: I am not the peacemaker against the system. Do you know what I'm no, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm the opposite. The society at large needs to be challenged. That's my opinion. Okay. The way the system was created needs to be challenged. Peacemakers. I think peacemaking is good if both parties agree and want that. But most of the time, especially if you're an older sibling, you would know um, no one wants peace. That's not what anyone wants. They want what they want. They want their way. (laughs) They want them to get their needs met and no one else can get their needs met. Families are not kumbaya in it, okay? That is a clusterfuck of chaos. Yeah. Because you have different personalities who are forced to reside together. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you choose your spouse.
1: Yeah, but you still have to reside with them and learn them.
0: You don't choose what personality is going to pop out of you. Okay, Um, for your kid? Yes. Man, I I
1: was old enough to answer these damn questions. You think
0: my mom was like, yes, I want someone exactly like me who will challenge everything I say and be stubborn about everything. Do you think that's what my mom wanted? No. I'm, think, I'm trying to
1: figure out what my mom is because she isn't, I don't know what my mom would be. But she's not a challenger. <laughs> she's not, I don't, I guess she could be a reformer because she's very like,
0: she's a Virgo. So she's very like black. That's and white. what I'm this saying. Is, she probably This would. Is like, my I way. have my way. Yeah. um, She could be part loyalist too. Oh, 100%. The investigator, like you. Oh, yeah, analytical. yeah, yeah she's probably
1: I mean, she's probably a mixture of things. Uh, I don't know. I just think that family units are their own little bundles of discovery, aren't they?
0: Yeah, yeah. His I think my husband is like the helper. I think that's what he got. He's a type two. And that doesn't always go well with the challenger
1: you know what I'm saying
0: (laughs) I'm assuming you're gonna I'm assuming there's probably don't offer me help
1: (laughs) it's not that but you probably (laughs) would get frustrated easily with him
0: well because my husband is the type to like want everyone like he kind of is peacemaker too like let's just everyone get along let's find a common ground and I'm like no no the biggest thing you can accept in your life is that you're not going to get along
1: with everybody
0: Mm -hmm. and not
1: everybody is meant to be in your life Mm -hmm. and once you accept that and you're just like i can be cordial but i don't really have to have you there i don't need to and being family members is not a reason to keep relationships okay sometimes those are the most toxic people in your life sometimes you just
0: have to let things go and let people go so because you're type one it says they commonly pair well with twos and sevens what's a two and a seven so two is the helper and oh. seven is the enthusiast
1: maybe cam's
0: the enthusiast i don't know you should have him do this test
1: he is not gonna sit there through 180 <laughs> questions he's gonna be like no <laughs> um if it was see. 10 yeah you do it <laughs>
0: oh it says eight the truth is that any type can be compatible with eight as long as both partners are devoted to deeply caring understanding and working towards shared goals together i feel like that's everyone is it (laughs) (laughs) I i mean i think it applies to everyone like yeah duh if you're devoted to the same cause then you probably would be very compatible sometimes anyway it helps (laughs) it explains a lot about you
1: (laughs) there's always a battle
0: within you (laughs) well because if you're uh, a challenger people who are loyal that kind of like you know that can clash Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because challengers are like no we're changing things we're gonna you know we need to get to the bottom of this we need to do this whatever and sixes are like no I like it here I like it here I'm gonna stay here then it's fine I feel like all of my <laughs> high
1: ones work well together because I don't know I feel like they're very like intricately aligned yeah to me those are my three highest ones I got like I don't feel like they compete with each other I feel like mm-hmm. they kind of are all complementary to yeah. certain aspects of who I am yeah as a person internally not what I put outwardly into the world yeah <laughs>
0: two separate two separate people yeah yeah I well I mean I think we all have like a I guess it kind of goes back to masking like who we are Mm -hmm. at home versus who we are out in the world and I was telling Melinda this the other day when we were hanging out like I I think I finally cracked the code of why people approach me Mm -hmm. in public spaces because I've had I'm such I'm so high at masking or the mask Mm -hmm. is so out there in terms of like social norms and me understanding them because i've studied it for so long to try and like figure it out that people see me as non-threatening and then when i'm at home i'm just like a bump on a log existing because your mask you can only
1: maintain a mask for so long yeah. your mask slips your mask probably slips in public and other places oh, too. well
0: the second i walk away from someone i'm really mad eyes like i'm just i, I fucking hate this <laughs> <laughs> but I
1: bet you if they <laughs> continue talking to you you would like perk up real fast and put the yes. mask up mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. yes you only well, because you're you I feel like I want you to one day feel like you don't have to do that but I know you've conditioned yourself for 30 something years to do that so
0: well because why why be rude Like maybe that's the problem maybe you I look at it be- but that's same. Maybe I look at it through the lens of like, either you're polite or rude. There is no in between. Yeah, you've conditioned yourself to <laughs> believe that's how you have to be. I don't because I don't like the awkward like, uh, 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 like an exit. I'm just like, I genuinely like, and I do like engaging with people. I just, it takes a lot of energy. That's yes. the problem. I don't, because I don't mind that people are like telling me their little stories and like get, cause I, I literally, this is my brain. Okay. I go to like, these people are here all day at work. It's their job to engage. They see me all the time. They don't know me, but they know me. You know what I'm saying? So is
1: it your job to engage with them back? No, it's not my job. Okay. So then you could be pleasant. You could be like, oh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Okay, end of conversation. And that's mostly most of the time how it goes. Now, what I do is a form of masking, but it's more like hype myself up to deal with people. But Mm -hmm. then once I'm done, like, I just got to get myself in the mood to deal with people. I try not to say anything to anybody because I feel like I get roped into a lot of things Mm -hmm. into conversation conversations outwardly because then it turns into like oh what do you do for a living and then when you find out what they do for a living then people want to have very deep conversations about maybe different neuroses or their children and what they're experiencing you're like I can't really give you that information I mean because I don't see you and that would be unethical of me to supply you with that because i don't really know what's really going on in real life. so
0: when i went to go get my hair done there was a woman there i don't know if she was like the shop person um yeah. if she owned it i don't know she was a. she told me how old she was she was born in like 69 or 70 okay
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i'm talking to my hair person it's just us in this whole place yeah because i was the first client in and she's like, "Oh my god, Leanne, I love your clients. They're so interesting. Can I ask you this? Can I ask you this?" And like, my hairdresser's is just like, "Um, I fucking hate when she does this. Like, <laughs> she does this all the goddamn time." And she, I don't know, at some point in the conversation, I don't know if I mentioned therapy or my hairdresser mentioned therapy. But she's like, I got to ask you, I got to ask you, like, what are your thoughts on therapy? She's like, because my daughter, you know, she thinks that she's 30 and she thinks that, you know, we all have our demons. We all have this. We are all just doing the best we can. Did it. I said, yeah, but sometimes, because I was talking about my mom and I was like, but sometimes I can, I can acknowledge that people are doing their best with Mm -hmm. the tools that they have, but that also doesn't negate that those behaviors affected me. And, um, sometimes we just need to look at through the lens of like, when I'm raising my kid, what did they need? What, -hmm. what, what would have I, what would I have needed if I had experienced that? Mm-hmm. And frame it through like my inner child, just because you survived something, as I told her, just because you survived something doesn't, mean, doesn't it right. mean that you got everything, all your needs met mm-hmm. or that it was right. And that you just going to push back and not think about it, not acknowledge it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I said, that is what therapy is for. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to engage in it, just understand that it is hard work. If you want to mm-hmm. come out of the other side better or change or gain something from it Mm -hmm. because I guess she my hairstylist, she's like yeah I tell her like I go twice a month and you know it, it helps me and it works for me and and I said but you know that generation the boomer gen x generation is just so stuck on like well we got through it it wasn't easy it wasn't fun well why does everyone have to like not Why does everyone have to struggle like that?
1: I think the acceptance of feeling like you had to struggle. So other people have to struggle and get through it is really the crux of that whole situation is like, you acknowledge that it was not a great time. You acknowledge that it was a struggle. You acknowledge that it wasn't, you know, positive. So why are you trying to place that on the feet of the next generation? why when not, it could be but better she's you should want it, better she's looking
0: at it through the lens of like well my daughter you know well that's the me. problem like i'm not acknowledging way. you're
1: not acknowledging you're not you're not, right. you're Aunt not Aunt doing her, it you're being dismissive to her feelings and, and she's trying she's to, like to confront
0: you on them mm-hmm. and you're not giving her that time or space to feel seen or heard no because your automatic default is defensiveness like, well, it was easier than when I, I had young parents and they didn't know what they were doing. Like, she at least had two parents in the household. Okay. And
1: sometimes that doesn't matter. You can have two parents in the household and the family environment is still fucked
0: up. Yeah, she ended up divorcing her 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 kid's dad. So, Do you
1: think this doesn't put anything on your kids? You think a toxic home life, just because you have two parents in the home, is going to fix the toxicity? You know what I should have family. said. You know what I
0: should have said. Dear God. You know what I should have said, ma'am.
1: I am not your therapist, ma'am.
0: The way in which you have interrupted our conversation fifteen times in the past hour shows me you didn't get enough attention as a child. And that's probably what you need to look at. That's the behavior that you got from your childhood. So the attention that you're still seeking, that's your inner child screaming. That's
1: deep. But you didn't say that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I played the game. Uh She's like, wait, are you a teacher? And I said, uh, no, I'm a counselor. She's like, okay, do you mind if I talk shit about teachers then? (laughs) I was like, (laughs) (laughs) "Why?" (laughs) <laughs> it's like um do whatever you want i don't i mean do whatever you want man i would have been in a bad spot because my <laughs> husband's a teacher i'm a therapist i would have been said, like lady
1: i'm not the person to talk she to. said like
0: you know w- but when she was in school like the coach was also like the english teacher or something Yeah, it happens a lot and she's like he was not qualified and i was like well yeah i don't I don't
1: know what to tell you. I maybe wasn't you, back there. a therapist? I wasn't, I wasn't, I probably wasn't even born during that time. Or if I was, I was a baby. <laughs> well, I can't do, I can't
0: do reform from my crib, lady. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> but that, I'm telling you, she's behind me. Even when I, the consultation before I even started, I was like, she's like looking at my hair, she's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, well... You know, I like the highlights. I don't Wait, think this wasn't your hairstylist, it was another hairstylist. She's I don't think she's not a hairstylist because this is the conversation. I said, I don't know, can we brighten up the highlights or like she's like, what can we? I was like, I want it different, but she's like, Well, what we could do is neutralize it because she's like, I'm it wasn't super brassy, but I didn't want to go back to the copper. She's like, I'll, I'll, neutralize it. And she pops up from the, the desk behind. She's like, oh my God, I love this question because I really need to know, like, I want to be able to tell my hair hairstyle when we go in, what do we say? What do we say when, you know, cause we have dark hair and, um, but we want it lighter, but I don't want to be too blonde. Cause I'm old and I don't want to get washed out and I don't want to look older. And like, you know, what, what do we say? What okay, So neutralize, is that what we say? I mean yeah, okay. (laughs) And I said, ma'am, I was bleach blonde at one point and everyone loved it. It was beautiful. You should go back. Baby, go back. And I said, and you have green eyes. So you could do it. You could do whatever. You could do whatever you you want. want. Now get the fuck out of my face so I can (laughs) get my hair done. (laughs) But that was like the first of like fifteen like jump ins to a conversation. And that's what hair says. She like needs attention. That's what she That's needs. what I'm saying. Ma'am, go tell your therapist how much attention you can get as a child. Very egocentric
1: over here. Just everything's about me. And then I'm going to tell you about all my problems.
0: And then I literally, I don't know what was wrong with me. I was so tired. I like knocked my coffee everywhere, spilled it everywhere. And she's like, oh, oh, oh let me get you a towel. Ta- I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I was like, no, ma'am, it's okay. I can clean up my own mess. I made the mess. I'll clean it up. Yeah. I'm not going to make you get on your hands and knees and soak up coffee with a dirty rag I could do it it's fine
1: yeah I just think we kind of all just have to accept uh, I mean this is where I fall on that area <laughs> with the generation and acknowledgement <laughs> is that it's just not gonna happen it's
0: genetically not in that general most of the people in that generation listen, DNA. they will go to therapy mm-hmm. but not to acknowledge the harm they have done it's they very
1: go, difficult having worked with people from like
0: age four to my oldest client I've ever had 83 years old. They're not connecting okay? the dots. They're not it's connecting just, the dots woo. of like, yeah, my parents neglected me. I shouldn't have done that with my kids. They're not ju- building that bridge. Okay. No, they're, they're just
1: validation. for Yes. They're life. just going
0: into <sighs> my dad didn't love me enough. Let me tell you, it sucked
1: when you work with people that are older in where I said, like my oldest client I've ever worked with was 83. That is a very challenging subset. And they really, really have to want to be introspective to do the work that is involved in therapy because therapy is not easy. It is challenging. Yeah. It forces you to look at yourself and acknowledge things that aren't great or that are great about yourself yeah. and be willing to put in the work and change. If you're not gonna put in the work, don't go to therapy. Yeah. Honestly, coming from a therapist, I mean, because it's not gonna serve you. Yeah. If you really genuinely want change, you want help, you you need the help, then go. Maybe you go and it's not the right fit, it's not the right time. That's fine, try again. But you have to be open to the process and willing to accept certain truths about yourself that maybe you just don't want to look at right now.
0: I will say, go to 70, 80, and 9-year-olds if you want great stories. Because they got them. They got and them Sometimes
1: they've got wisdom. Just know that it's given to you through a lens of a different time.
0: Yes. Different era, And
1: accept it for what it is.
0: I'll there never there is wisdom
1: that comes from that, the age, but it is, like I said, a different life, a different yeah. time.
0: Yeah. It's not going to be like an overall
1: umbrella of wisdom.
0: No. And if you ever find yourself like me working in a Persian Jewish uh, adult daycare center, just know your weight will be commented on. By old people and uh, <laughs> that sounds like my house what are you and they will about try and mom. set you up they'll try and set you up with whatever grandson nephew cousin i don't know they're just they were just giving me a lot of unsolicited advice you know if you just lost 15 pounds you'd be perfect for my grandson well those
1: are the generation just generational again and like you had women back in like the 60s taking freaking like uppers and shit yeah to maintain their weight. Yeah. So, you know, you got the peanut moms or the almond moms or whatever yeah. they're called, like it's just
0: blah. I had one old lady who just wanted me to come on the weekends so we could ride the bus to downtown LA so I, she had someone to hang out with. I feel like that's a pretty And know, she was so sweet. Nice request. She I'll never forget her. She had a picture of her husband underneath the like clear plastic tablecloth cover.
1: Mm -hmm. because he
0: had died before I had gotten there like a month or two mm -hmm. and so she could sit next to him every day at the daycare and stop it she was originally from India and she would tell me how she saw Gandhi speak and all this shit Mm -hmm. and I was like this woman so worldly and now in her elderly state you know what I mean like she's got not a lot and -hmm. she just wants me to go to downtown LA with her on my Saturday Mm mm-hmm and I couldn't do it because that's a long drive for me to drive out for a Saturday, especially I, just, I was working multiple jobs. I just want to sleep on my Saturdays. But yeah, that's when you're working like. She's like I'll take you shopping. Hours. I had old people, old ladies put old um, people. <laughs> <laughs> elderly people. <laughs> I, had one, I had this one woman constantly try and put cash in my pocket. Mm. And I kept giving it back to her. I was like, no, I don't feel right taking your money. Like you're on a fixed income lady. Like, no, she's like, no, 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 we're rich. Like, just take it. She's like, Merry Christmas. Here you go. Here's a hundred dollars. You need it more than me. <laughs> well, and what's interesting is you were talking about, you're talking a lot about therapy. And I was going to suggest that our next episode, we talk about, um, cause I was looking through our list of ideas that we have. And it was like, Misconceptions of working in the helping industry or like mental health field, like things oh. we thought about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah,
1: I don't know. I feel like mental health therapy is like having its time. Does that make sense? Like people are oh, like yeah. really into it.
0: Yeah, it's the mental like, health era. It's the mental health era. Well, that was the other thing that lady said. She's like, you guys have all these things, you have all this information. Okay, okay, so you, so do guys, you. you can also so do have you the information. Now. You have ma'am. it now too, ma'am. Is it just because my generation, we have a special book that we can access that you don't have? It's fucking Google. What? It's called fucking Google. <laughs> just Google it.
1: No, it's like I said, it's like for you to change, you have to want to change. Outside of therapy, inside of therapy, change involves commitment. It involves you internally having that intrinsic motivation. to do
0: it at the end of the day everyone on this planet has caused harm to someone at some point yeah
1: i can't wait till my either overtly
0: or not you have caused harm to another human being on this planet because you were in a bad mood Mm -hmm. because you were just paying attention so you cut someone off whatever okay yeah and if you're not able to acknowledge that therapy is not for i mean it is for you but it's not the right time for you (laughs) okay (laughs) I
1: mean (laughs) sometimes people just don't like it or it's not for them and I find that like it probably would help everyone it's just finding the right fit of a therapist for you yes to be honest a lot of it is fit for Mm -hmm. who your therapist is yeah and it's okay like if you don't like the therapist you would find another one have issues with that one that might be yeah Maybe something is generally going on. Yeah. If you go through like six, that could be a issue with you. Yeah.
0: Um yeah. Some people like you maybe you just aren't ready yet. Their their presence wrapped up in, you know, a brown paper bag. And some like them wrapped with frilly, glittery wrapping paper. You know, just gotta like choose your flavor. What do you like?
1: I like being present for my clients when they have their aha moments. Hmm. To see like every cognition click in their eyes and their face is something to behold. And I feel like that is a special place that I'm allowed to be with Mm. people in, Mm -hmm. in that space Mm -hmm. to see things like clicking Mm -hmm. in their minds, like them really working through something and acknowledgement is definitely like a sacred, special place that I do enjoy about being a therapist Mm -hmm. in connection with people. Yeah. I enjoy that.
0: I do think you have to be
1: connected to your therapist in order for it to be a fruitful experience. Yes. And to feel that they do genuinely care about you. Yeah.
0: feel like they're somewhat like a champion of you. Like they only want the best Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. Um, There's something that we talk about a lot in my field because we're elementary counselors is that we often won't see the fruits of our labor we often won't see how the flowers Mm -hmm. grow we plant Mm -hmm. seeds and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't but we often don't even like people don't even remember us most of the time right I feel like that's pretty common when working with kids in therapy though yeah
1: like it might not click in the actual time you're with them but they will utilize it later depending on what you're trying to address with them
0: all right, should we wrap this up? Honestly, we I don't out. even know
1: like <laughs> where we went. I don't even know how we connect anything back. You're going to have to edit. Okay, it
0: so um, let me try and think. So I guess what we've kind of learned through yeah. Enneagrams, because there are, like I said, one of my top ones, they said they're likely to be teachers, right? Yeah. Um, And was it one of yours too? Six?
1: No, I'm... I'm a, am i am i let's see enneagram types i'm a
0: one of five eight one of five and an eight you're a one of a five and an eight five is mm-hmm. the rarest type apparently
1: well bitch when you a diamond <laughs> you a diamond girl
0: <laughs> okay the reformer the help of the achiever the individual it's the investigator the loyalist oh the loyalist that's six the challenger i ain't loyal to no host okay I don't know um anyway I think that again these are you can you can look up enneagrams you can do your own research it will probably resonate with you which which personality types you are I Mm -hmm. think I mean Myers-Briggs similar situation it's just that Mm hmm I don't know, dude. I feel like Myers Briggs changes more than these do. I think these are more based in like the root of who you are as a human and how you've formed how it you view adult. life. Yeah. And I think Myers Briggs is like, it can change based on what you've learned throughout your life that makes about sense. different things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or mature maturing or whatever. But these to mm-hmm. me, okay. So calm down. I think these are. More of, like, who you are at your core. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. I am not a specialist. I am not an expert on these things. You don't claim to be an expert. I don't claim. uh, You know what?
1: Just do it. Have a little fun with it and take it for whatever it is. Yeah. If it it resonates, take it. If it doesn't, let it go.
0: Yeah. That's how I would see it. Yeah. And maybe the thing is, too, like, Melinda and I had a lot of the similar overlapping ones. Mm Mm-hmm. Which means that we have similar points of view. So I would, you know, if you have a friend that's willing to take it or a spouse is willing to take it, I know my husband to take it, but if you have someone who's interested in those kind of things, maybe you'll understand better, like your relationship with that person and why it works mm-hmm. or maybe why it, there's a struggle there. Yeah. So that's an interesting intervention,
1: like a tool to use. Yeah. That's good.
0: I like that. Yeah. So I'll yeah. co it. I like it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that's, that's pretty much the episode on Enneagrams. Uh, if you're interested, just <laughs> use Google <And laughs> because there's resources out there. I know, I'm not sure what test I used because again, it was a couple of years ago. I know Melinda mm-hmm. said she struggled to find one that was free.
1: Hmm. Like um, if you want a
0: detailed one, you got to pay. Yeah. You
1: got to so. pay to play. And I was not paying to play today. So you
0: just got my one Yeah, and then whatever so. my chart showed me. I'll try and find like a link to maybe the one I took maybe yeah. if I could, okay. if I can, I don't know. Uh, and I'll link it in the notes of this episode. But if you have any questions or uh, suggestions for mm-hmm. future episodes, you can always um, ask a question or leave a comment like through Spotify or wherever, but you can also email us at tales and suburbia at gmail.com. Uh, we did a different thing. Well, by this time but it'll be like a month and a half when you hear this from the last episode we posted but <laughs> you can still talk about it <laughs> we tried a different thing with uh our tiktok posts where we're just kind of screen capping like the uh, episode. episode yeah so just so you get a little taste i thought it was pretty easy for me to do so i kind of like it but it
1: was probably better than audiogram yeah yeah. it worked easier for me to get everything Good. on
0: there. yeah because I, like I just added then i just add a little background
1: hoops. music yeah make it look like
0: 50 hoops to jump through for that shit so i if don't this
1: is easier than just do that yeah okay and then we updated our profile pictures and everything else oh yeah yeah yeah
0: we we re- i think we mentioned them on one of our last episodes probably i mean our logo i should probably yeah that. our logo has changed a little bit but uh yeah uh by the time you're hearing this you guys are probably if you're in the school sector going back to work Mm -hmm. your kids are probably going back to school Mm -hmm. so so sad that summer's over
1: yeah oh man yeah
0: gotta get our wrap our brains around that but um yeah hope you guys enjoy your week and we'll talk at you next time bye bye